Are you ready for an evening of chill vibes and captivating performances? Well, then look no further than Music You're Missing's Bedroom Pop Party coming to Big Night Live in Boston on June 17th. Join us as we celebrate the growing world of the bedroom pop genre with platinum selling artist Snow, Boston Music Awards winner Mako, and bedroom pop superstars Lazy and Retrograded. But it's not just about the music. A curated selection of talented art and vintage vendors will also be present showcasing their unique creations. At just $15 a ticket, this is a can't-miss event. So grab your ticket now for Music You're Missing's Bedroom Pop Party and get ready for an unforgettable evening of music and visual art. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and I'm so excited to present to you a very special episode with Valley. I spoke with Valley live from Guy Fieri's Tequila Cocina, which is attached to where they were playing their nearly sold out show at Big Night Live when they were in town in Boston. And it was a true blast. It's not often we get to do on site interviews like this, but it was so sick. We had a camera crew. We had access to the venue. It was such a fun time. And their whole team was just super great. If you've been listening to the Music You're Missing podcast for a while, you know that I have been a fan of Valley since day one. Way back in the day, Music You're Missing used to get produced in my parents' basement. Uh, And one time I reached out to Valley to see if they wanted to be on the podcast. I fully thought that they would say no because they're like a legit band and I was recording this in my legit mom's house. Uh, But they said yes, and I got to connect with them, and I just fell even more in love with them, which is why it was so sick to hang out with them, and I got to catch their show, and they were just amazing. And get this, of course, when I chatted with them, they spilled the tea on their upcoming sophomore album, Lost in Translation. It's due out June 23rd. They told me all about it, including which songs they're most excited for you all to hear. So I promise you, there's so much more stuff that we talked about, so I'll spare you the details and we'll get right into the interview with Valley. But first, I just have to mention, if this is your first time listening to music you're missing, consider us the modern radio station. We interview a bunch of really cool artists and then we put them on our Spotify playlist called Music You're Missing. If you head there right now, you will see Valley's lovely faces on the cover, as well as my favorite Valley tracks streaming at the very top of the playlist. While you're checking things out, it would be so nice if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars. Uh, I know it's corny to ask, but hear me out. The more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which in turn gives these artists even more exposure. So help me help them. Uh, But that is all for me. You can find much more about me and Music You're Missing on Instagram at Music You're Missing. I'm going to shut up now. And without further ado, I am so excited to bring you Bally on Music You're Missing. Um, this is Guy Fieri's hood. What was that, Terry? This is Guy, Guy Fieri's, Fieri's hood. This is Guy Fieri's. What do you okay. mean? Like this, this is where Guy Fieri restaurant. lives. Wow. In like this building. In, in this restaurant? We saw him one time. I, yeah, uh, backstage. Oh, he yeah. He was at a festival we were at. Starstruck. Take in the enter. This is like one of our first festivals ever. And we get backstage and we're like, so like, wow, festivals, backstage, catering. And growing up, everyone always tells you like, the best place to meet artists is at catering because you're making a salad and then Dave Grohl will tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> that happened. So it literally happened. But in one day we saw Guy Fieri and we met Dave Grohl. Like we met like all of our childhood heroes in one day. I was, well, I wouldn't call Guy Fieri a childhood hero actually. <laughs> Depends on who you got. But, but I don't want to have that Dave Grohl moment, which is pretty cool. That common. was fun. Yeah. He didn't tap us on the shoulder. We, we tapped, tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah. But, you know, he was making a meat he was getting pizza. pizza. Yeah, he was getting pizza yeah. beside so us. So you know how people say, like, don't meet your heroes? Yeah. yeah. 
do you agree or oh, are you happy? No, Dave Grohl was like the nicest the nice dude. I've pro- probably the nicest like famous person I've ever met. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Korean, Billy Joe Armstrong is pretty nice. Billy too. Joe was, was awesome. Also really nice, but they're all nice. I find, um, yeah, I find it's it, where you meet them is definitely probably plays a factor, but everyone we've met that we've looked up to has been very nice. So I don't know if I believe it. Well, you know who's really nice? Who? Valley. Oh. <laughs> and let wow. me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You guys probably don't even know this. Okay. So we're obviously like a podcast now. We're signed to this company. But mm. about two years ago, I was cranking this shit out of my parents' basement. Let's and go. you guys were guests. And you guys accepted Ayo. me a guest. And I was like, are you, were we are you sure? Well, like, I feel bad for not remembering. That. No, it was on Zoom. No one okay. remembers those. I Honestly, yeah. Okay. Zoom era. I actually kind of remember shit. That. Yeah. And okay. this is actually funny. You specifically said um, oh. the phrase... Uh, soul sucking when referring to TikTok. Oh, and yeah. now that sounds like I, whenever I hear soul sucking or I think of it, I'm like Valley. <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to associate. Great with thing band, to be associated with. So soul sucking girl. It's a good. Uh, it's a good song title, actually. Kara should write that song. You know, TikTok is soul sucking. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. and I think everyone would agree with me. Here's the thing: you can't. I don't like bashing it because it's like I'm we had we had TikTok a moment a with it. I'm just but also, stressed out. By yeah, it. no, I think that's the thing. I think it stresses a lot of artists out. You have to find a way to not make it stressful. And the sense. way I deal with it is like I only use it when I want to. And that's truly like the best angle, in my opinion, is like when you feel like using it, go use it. When you don't, then don't because it's ingenuine and people won't fuck with you because like they know you're like, you're kind of like tapping in for the, for the purpose and the pressure of tapping in versus like, we always laugh. Cause like the dumbest shit for us takes off on TikTok. Like mm-hmm. Carol will like in the moment in New York post something stupid and like it will pop off and then we'll like post a song that we've worked like hours on <laughs> like year, like months on. And it's like, yeah, it kind of just kind of exists. So it's like, the, it's, the, it's the a funny reason little, that I don't like game. TikTok though. Not that anybody asked, but like, is because I feel like everybody puts so much pressure on artists yeah. to blow it's up on TikTok sword. when it's, such when a it's like sword, you yeah. literally can't con- you can't control that like you can no. you can be consistent in your posting but still you can't yeah. control it and I think people forget that there's other ways <coughs> to be an yeah. artist in 2023. Also, just the personal addiction of getting stuck on for you oh, page like yeah. it'd be nice to oh not, we're all sitting in our bus on the tour bus scrolling TikTok before bed for that like three is- hours. When you when you get the when you get the like the message where it's like you've been watching TikTok for a while, Hold you're up. like, oh god. Well, have you noticed they changed it? It used to be like a person that was like, stop scrolling, and yeah. now it's like a graphic, so it's so much easier to scroll past. So now yeah. I have had to I erase the app. I only download it to like post stuff on occasion. Nice. So I, I Imagine if they made enough. them into like smoking ads where it's like. <laughs> Stop scrolling now. Do you know that LED light can cause this to your eyes? And all, they just start TikTok like scaring giving you that message from the app. Oh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. They give you a message saying you've been going on our app for too long. Yeah. yeah, they're yeah. Self-aware. For like two hours. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know that. Yeah. I guess I you haven't scroll scrolled long enough. Yeah. Alex yeah, has fair. a lot more control. Alex has never been in the deep, dark depths Good for of you. TikTok. You to, Alex actually every morning scrolls this app called MacHash, and it's just yeah. Apple gossip. Yeah, but not yeah. for two hours. For no. two minutes. For two Wait, are you an Apple also, head? No. I'm Alex is an Apple head. Yeah. He also so, scrolls Facebook, too, which is yeah. so neat. Absolutely stunty. Apple watch. But also, yeah. not for two hours. Like a check. I check in on check all the in. apps for like a second, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored. That's healthy. Alex is very in tune with the tech world. He's very intelligent. That's cool. Well, 
It is. I like that. I try. Yeah. I, I'm definitely no, uh, no perfect person when it comes to the internet. That's for sure. But and no one is. No, no one, one is. is. Bill Gates, maybe. Um, but maybe. anyhow, yeah. welcome to Boston. Uh, this Thank is you. your largest ever headlining show. We're at yes. Night Live in Boston. Yeah. How are we feeling? I know it's only night two of the North American tour. Yeah. Uh, but you had a couple Canadian shows in the homeland. Those were crazy. How are we doing? Yeah, very good. Last time we came to Boston, we played the Sing- Sinclair. Yep. Is that it? And I think that was around four or 500 people. And today there's more than that. So that's good. <laughs> like triple that. Yeah. Triple. So that's, that's like a, a positive, successful. Positive sign for sure. Um, so yeah, feeling good. Right now we're, this week is kind of fun because we're doing, we did Philly last night. We're doing Boston tonight. And then we have a day off in New York City, which we love. So we're going to do some fun New York things. And then we get to play Irving Plaza. And yeah, it's just going to be a good time. A it's a good venue. week. Yeah. Have you guys ever like spent time in Boston or is it in and out? I feel like the last time we got to actually spend time in Boston might have been, uh, we were on the band Camino tour and we got to have a good little walk around. Uh, we were playing, I think Royale, Mm -hmm. um, which is an interesting and kind of similar vibe to this room. When I walked in, I had like a little bit of essence of that, Yeah, which is interesting because I'm like, same place, different (laughs) venue. Yeah, same vibe. vibe. Yeah, it's like a, it's a uh, club after it's a venue. Yeah, it's a deep, but yeah, that's a that big thing sense. in in Boston because yeah. Royale does the same thing. When we played Royale, oh. yeah, it would like be a full DJ set. Wait, what's after. the name for that? Disco loadout. Disco loadout. Oh, I like that. That's I, what uh, that's what people that's what our crew calls it. It's but like it's, it's a disco loadout. It sucks for us because we have to get out of here like on the dot yeah. Yeah. and like it's like yeah. mayhem after a show, like packing up. Like, but yeah. I think like, one of us has a, one of our crew we, members has a tattoo. That says that. Disco Loadout. That oh, says yeah. Disco Loadout. It's a big thing. It's crazy. Wait, I love it. So we, I'm actually throwing a show here and we have a Disco oh, Loadout cool. and it ends at Sick. 9.30. So I'm going to have to mention that. Yeah. Oh. yeah. It's it's another, another word that reminded me of Valley. Disco Loadout. It's probably better. It's probably it's better, better than, than soul sucking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that a little better. <laughs> wow. Dis- uh, disco Loadout sounds like a like a new wave band. Yeah, yeah. it does. Hey, you should check out Disco Loadout. <laughs> That's actually a great name. I'm, I'm going to check Spotify right now. For Disco <laughs> Does Disco Loadout exist? Let's see what happens. Yeah, plug them up. Plug oh them up. Oh, my God. Imagine they have like, it's like the, they're the 20 million monthly. Big, and they're from like, Boston. Drinkers or anything. But when we were in, when, when we played a show the first time in Boston with Lennon Stella at the Royale, we actually stayed for said disco oh. after. And we had a little, we had some bevies. Oh, yeah. And we got then we loose. had to drive. Well, obviously, we Afterwards, had a yeah. tour manager. <laughs> Don't drink and did drive. Not, but um, drove home in this like absolute blizzard. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. And it was, I was, was scared for my life in that moment. It's a very Boston experience yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any luck on Disco Loadout? There is not a band called Disco Loadout or there's Artist, so there's trademark there's, that shit. There's a project, a, uh, you know. Yeah. There's a thing you could do here, guys. Yeah. Uh, we have a name. There's no venue called Disco Loadout. I feel like they should just embrace Disco Loadout it is like, like a <laughs> 200 cap like punk punk yeah. grunge venue. No, I agree. You know? I think I think you make a venue. <laughs> like, start, where's the show? Disco Loadout. You know, tonight. I know what it is. We we make a new Spotify page and we upload all of our demos. We make a like a secret band uh, called, called Disco Loadout. Like that, you might get in trouble, but I'm here for it. Oh yeah, we'll we'll get sued for sure. So speaking of demos and new music, Uh we're on the Lost in Translation tour in support of our new album, sophomore album coming out soon. Yeah, I want to talk about the new album. So this Mm. is just from like a fan's perspective. Like you guys have always been like a a pop band, Mm. but these these three tracks are like extra poppy. Yeah, how do we get there? What what's different from our last project versus now? I think it's just. I mean. The truth is, and we try not to genreify because I think it's 
I think for the world, it's really easy to genreify. And I get why genres are there. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, genres. Ah. <laughs> no, but like, truth. I get it. It helps people understand what they're getting into. So for that, for that sense, yes, like we're a pop band. But it comes from our obsession of like songwriting. Like, I think, um, I mean, we all think like pop songwriting is like some of the most challenging and rewarding type of songwriting. Um, and we, we've had a really beautiful career because we grew up listening to so much different kind of music and we've really like i feel like are starting to master the craft of like what we pull from every type of genre and how we bring it into like a three-minute pop record and i think that takes years and years of experimentation and we're very lucky because we made one album called maybe it was our debut album and those were songs that we had brewing our whole lifetime to make and we made this like top to bottom concept record that we're super proud of um, but you know, that's like 18, 19 year old us. Now it's 27 year old us. It's like, it's just a different vibe. And we've had, you know, two EPs to experiment and work on that and like discover new things and find things that we never have, you know, tried before. And I don't know, there's just been a lot of like, um, we try not to like think about what we're making. We're just trying to make like and write great songs. Like that's all. And the good. people we look up to the most are really tunnel visioned on that i think when you get too worried about like what this might feel like or is it gonna is it gonna like alienate fans or this or that it's like we really try not to worry about that because like if we fuck with it we know other people will like that's just the real rule and like we're always going to be breaking new rules or breaking things in our heads um on a writing level but um yeah it's not like we sat down and we planned to make like this kind of music we just like make what we're feeling yeah. Um, and Lost in Translation is interesting because like the singles are one thing, but it's like this album is a very top to bottom listen. Like you got to it has like a very much like a three part kind of vibe. So, you know, there's an intro. There's all these songs. There's a lot of interludes. There's a lot of just like things we've stitched together to make it this like one body of work. So it's always interesting when you're putting out singles in the single kind of world because you're like in in our heads, we're like, these are the singles. We love these songs so much. But like. And everything kind of makes sense when the album's out, you know, okay. it always has more context. Um, so yeah, I don't know. To answer your question, like there's no real path of how we got there. We're just like obsessed with songwriting. Gotcha. You and, think maybe to shed a little bit more light on it. Uh, we are not the only people who have, you know, uh, pull in like what singles, you know, come out first, you know, it's a conversation between us and our team and it's like, what songs would draw people in, to explore the record once it's out and what's, you know, potentially the most accessible lane mm -hmm. for that to, to draw more people in so they can experience the whole record, you gotcha. know? Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's good to lead with, with different vibes. And, you know, we've released three songs that are all definitely pop leaning, but they all very much have like distinct, uh, different, uh, vibes. And, and the next song that we're going to put out as a, as a new single is going to be even, uh, even more different, uh, definitely pop leaning, but, um, kind of going back to like our, our roots, I guess. Uh, and, uh, that's going to be pretty exciting too. But we did, we did also just drop a single like <laughs> two days yeah, ago. Two days ago. <laughs> so, yeah. um, anyway, yeah. Okay. So you actually mentioned something that I thought was interesting. You mentioned that mm. it has interludes and like intros. Yeah. When you're putting the album together, 
did you already like have like do you have those or does it come after you have the songs like what happens you... in like tandem like okay. there's no it's like some stuff we knew we were gonna do like there's like a orchestral kind of intro that we uh composed and kind of put together and we knew that was like gonna be a thing so you kind of have those anchor points and then there's happy accidents where it's like a song ends and then you're like, wait, what if this transition into this and I have this sample from this song and then there's this other thing from this song. If you stitch it together and do that, it's like you have this magic moment. So yeah, it's always like, it's all in tandem. It's like, it's like the genre thing too. It's just like, there's never like a intentful, like on paper, like reason why we're doing X and Y just all kind of happens. Once you're in the record making process, you're surrounded by all the sounds and you get in a groove of like sculpting the album a little bit like that. Um, you kind of just listen to your somebody, intuition. So I do a little bit of painting on the side mm -hmm. and somebody told me once like, um, actually Ryan went in from the band coin, who's also an incredible artist and he's kind of been a bit of my mentor for stuff like that. And he told me once he was like, you have to be willing to ruin a painting in order to get like the best possible version of it. Damn. And I think that's kind of what happens when you're making an album is like, sometimes you have to take a song or like something like way too far in that direction. Because like as artists and musicians, like there's such this like burning, like pulse for like a song when you're making it that like, if you don't get all of your ideas out there, like you'll, live with regret and also knowing that like, oh, the song could have been this, could have been that, could have been that. And so you have to be willing to like go over and revise, 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 mm -hmm. revise, revise, like for, for months, you know what I mean? And I think that's just like how that always comes about. Like we had a transition track ready to go for the album because we knew we wanted one. And then at the very last second, like coupled like three days or something before we had to submit yeah. it, we, we ended up completely changing it whatever and like doing something that was just like a demo that Rob had from like a long time ago. So like, yeah, I think you have to be like willing from, from the very beginning to the very end, you have to be willing to be like as malleable as you can without like skewing the vision. Like it's a really fine balance that I think when I look back on how we made maybe it was definitely like we weren't, we didn't f know how to like manage that balance, but I think we're getting better at it. And it's just, you know, it's a process like anything. You I was, know? Yeah. I was just going to ask that. Like, is this new for you? That's something that you've kind of learned to be adaptable or. I think uh, as your career goes on, the more you learn to like, uh, what kind of battles to fight, mm -hmm. you know, you got to pick your battles in a way. And like, I think we've realized like, the curation process of our art and our image and our branding and like everything that we choose, every opportunity we choose to take and opportunities that we say no to like both musically and, you know, branding and press and like everything, the more we do this, the more we realize like how important it is to like create the world <clears throat> around Valley so that when people think of Valley and what they associate Valley with and stuff like is refined down to like, our true curation. And I think that, uh, all starts with like the music. So mm. I would say like, yes, it's new, but it's, I, I think it's something we felt from the beginning, but just like, as you get older, you learn. And as you do it more, you learn kind of how to do it. And I'm sure we'll look back on this record next record and be like, yeah. Oh my God, we could have done this and that and whatever. But yeah, like, you learn so much, you just listen to your intuition and do your best. You know, that's so. a funny like concept is 
knowing you're always learning, but like once you do one thing and then you do it a second time, you're like, oh, I did it first time. I know what I'm doing. But then yeah. it comes yeah. the third time and you're like, <laughs> I know. I guess I'm learning more too after oh, like the yeah. first few times. Makes me realize like how arrogant I am. You know <laughs> oh what I mean? God, like I'm such a dude. Cause I'm like, I, I thought I knew exactly what I was doing <laughs> every yeah. time. But you and did right in now, that moment. And that's the thing. Yeah. You have to do what yeah. you know is best in the moment and until you know better then do better. I mean like that's all you can do yeah. as an artist. And like, it's yeah. so hard cause we'll look back on like, I don't know when, when Mickey and I were in like our duo band and like, we were reflecting on this yesterday, like at 18 years old, like uh-huh. they're like, I mean, Aiden who's opening for us on the store, like he's 20 years old. Like when we were 20, like I can't even describe <laughs> the music we were making and how yeah. just cringe. And we had so much to learn. Give you a headache. And like Aiden is just like yeah. fully realized like musician. And he's like so young, like he was at 18 when we met him and like, it's just crazy that like, I don't know, yeah. we, we, but in the moment, I think that's what's important. Like we, we truly feel in our gut that we're doing the very best we can. And we're so proud of that in that moment. And like, I think that's a really nice thing. It's like a really pure thing to look back on some of the music we made in high school and knowing that like, I was so proud of that. And then you look back on it and you're like, Ooh, but we had a lot to learn. I think that's just the kind of like the, the thing you got to accept, you know, like shouldn't yeah. be ashamed or embarrassed of like yeah. those, like, you know, past songs or past, like, you know, like projects that you you've done and whatever, like you just have to move forward and live with the yeah. eternal internet <laughs> past that you will never be able to escape. Yeah. Trust climb. me, we've scavenged to try yeah. to take some it's the stuff climb down. By Cyrus, we always say, yeah. cause it really, it's, it's super to everything. music. Like I think back to like the clothes I used to wear. No, it's anything. It's anything. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, the Facebook status like, uh, <laughs> a trio of videos yeah. I used to post on people's walls that no one asked Ooh. for. Yeah. 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 I have them people, downloaded. People define by the now, you know, like that's, that's yeah. the real truth. Like, like even that. right now, I'm not thinking about our interview on zoom. Like to me, that doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. I'm defining you by now. Like my, your, my check-in of you is now. Like, I don't like, even if that interview went horrible, it's like, <laughs> this is going great. So that's it. That's my new definition of you. So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I think people live for that. They want to, they, 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 they define by the now. Definitely. Well, yeah. you have, I don't want to say like a unique set of fans because every artist has fans, but I feel uh, like your fans are very passionate. They're crazy. They are. <laughs> they're they're amazing. Passionate. And they're creative, they're creative and they're smart and yeah. they're, they're very intelligent. Just, yeah. yeah they, Ooh, the things they come intelligent. up with. They're intelligent. I think we have Tell a, me more. a very, very much set of intelligent fans. I think they, they look for the things that potentially passive listeners wouldn't look for in, in music. And honestly, like we, that feeds us for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, uh, pushes us to do more things like that. Yeah. Like cool. I, yeah. I think kind of what you're saying is like, um, I think a lot of artists get frustrated that like the, like what makes them feel like genius musicians, like doesn't get noticed. You know what I mean? Like the little Easter mm-hmm. eggs or the things that cross over from album to album mm-hmm. or like all the like little things that really make music making very gratifying. Yeah. Um, like a lot of artists get frustrated that it's like not noticed. Like even a lot of artists that we look up to, like we'll say that in interviews, but I think like what you're saying is like our fans will like we got like a million DMS about like, I heard this one sample that you put on this song yeah. and that means this because of this. And it's like, sometimes it's, it's like so intricate that we're like, 
we didn't even realize we did that. <laughs> to, be, to be completely honest, it just kind of sounded cool there. But then other times we're like, ah, you notice that like tiny Easter egg, like that's so cool. And then we also have the fans that just like, like the songs that just feel good to listen to. So it's like, that's it in the front uh, it's row cool. doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're not singing any lyrics, like, yeah. but I yeah. love your energy. Yeah, yeah but they're trying. The people that notice those things are—it's—it's it's incredibly gratifying. Yeah, you know? yeah. But having both the balance of both the people that just like the vibe and they just like to like listen to it for the you know, just the <laughs> stereo imaging, the fun of it. That's a great uh, relationship to have. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're great. They're honestly great. We're we're happy that we're growing together. Like it's we've had such a like slow grow career in the sense of like, you know, it's like doing a lot of support tours, slowly coming back to every city. The rooms get a little bit bigger every time, a little bit bigger, a few more people, <laughs> a few more people. It's like, it's that kind of growth that feels really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes them feel protected too, because like no one, like it's a classic trope. No one likes their favorite artists, like blowing up, like out of nowhere. It's like, cause you have, you feel this like ownership and protection to them and like and it's very valid because like you know i have some of my favorite artists i started listening to when they were like doing selling out 300 caps now they're playing arenas it's like it's like you feel this kind of like oh well i was there with you from the beginning and i feel like i'm like i understand a different side of you so we keep that in mind a lot because like as we grow it's like you want to make sure they're not forgotten about and like you know they were there when 20 people showed up to a show it's like that means something yeah that's not nothing so you gotta you gotta take care of them because like we wouldn't be playing at 800, 900 cap without them. We just wouldn't because they went and told twenty friends about us, and then they told 20, like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like how can you not be thankful for that? And I feel like since they're smart, like yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm saying because it doesn't make sense to me, but I'm uh-huh. just gonna say it. Like if they're smart and they're telling other people about you, then it's like those people probably respect <laughs> that person. They're oh like, oh yeah. yeah, it's they, mad they know what's up. Yeah. Yeah, to take the time out of the day to like explain that like, yo, you should listen to this band is like already a lot. That's how I found you so guys much way back when. One of my really? friends was like, you have to have Valley in the podcast. And this is when uh, I was in a basement. I was like, that's probably not going to happen. No. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. it did. So hey, uh, that's how I, I found you guys. have been a huge fan ever since. Um, and I'm so excited that you have your sophomore album coming yeah. out yes. on June 18th. 23rd. 23rd. June 23rd. Yeah. June 23rd. It'll be out somewhere, maybe on the 18th, if we That's leak it. it. Maybe I mean, we'll do a yeah. worldwide leak campaign. I'm just excited to have and like we'll a new soon. summer anthem to, to, or Ooh, yeah. to play. We got a, we got a, a good a, summer anthem. This is a very <laughs> summer. Coming June 1st. This is a summary record. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think. It's literally called Have a Good Summer. Without me. Without there's me. A, there's a good, there's a few goodies. And it sounds and feels like a summer anthem, but then there's like the sort of like. Satisfuck lyrics. Yeah, a sad <laughs> undertone that's Ooh. like really. It's yeah. just I don't know. We're really excited. We're really excited like for that one. Summer vibes. <laughs> no? Yeah, that's all you can ask for. Yeah, no. It's yeah. this this album. I'm really happy is coming out at the beginning of like summer summer because yeah, it has this kind of undertone of uh, I don't know. It just has that kind of energy. Like it doesn't feel yeah. like a fall or winter release. Like it feels. It's placed in the perfect place. Yeah. I think. Okay. Seasonally. Mm. Is there a song that's not out yet that you're most stoked to have your fans listen to? Yes. Mm. Which one? Also, oh, I have a lot the track list. Is that announced? Has it been announced? Yeah, yeah it's okay. like sort of. Pseudo. Yeah. Like, it's announced because Spotify and Apple puts it up and it's grayed out. Okay. 
Well, we should probably post about it, but like again, our fans like find that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just like, don't know if I'm allowed to spill. Well, uh, you know, we'll probably post about it officially, but uh, yeah, it's it's out there. It's like I kind of like how people are slowly like getting song titles and stuff. Mm. It kind of makes the process fun. Everybody say their one because uh, I feel like everyone has a different one. Uh, What's your? What are you excited for people to hear? It's really tough. Like I have mm. multiple favorites on the record. You guys Pick one. Say um, one. Going your way. Okay, that's way I'm going you got your it. way. <laughs> going your way. I'll say natural. Natural. Mine, I'll say, uh, I like Fishbowl. Closes the record. Mine is Have a Good Summer. Have a Good Summer. Without okay. me. Without me. And are these all just on the album or are any of them getting a b- release before the album? Uh, have a Good oh, Summer. Natural and Have a Good Summer will be before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Natural is the focus track. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, so just a Have a Good Summer is before. We Don't Need Malibu. Nope. And that one. Yeah. We don't need Malibu. He's on the record. He's on the record. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of songs. Yeah. Sweating. Uh, <laughs> what are we allowed to say? What are we not yeah. allowed to say yet? I don't <laughs> I know. No one tells me these things. Well, I mean, yeah. the way that you guys are describing the album, I'm super stoked about it. I'm super mm. excited for you guys to, to play tonight. I've yeah. actually never seen you live. Oh, oh it's going to be fun. Choreo. Like, especially oh, yeah. when I think about... Like some of my favorite tracks. I'm like, you've got to be. Oh, we yeah. have full choreo, yeah. outfit changes. Throwback tears. I'm going to yeah. be flying upside down on my drum kit. So yeah, Kara, Kara's cool. biggest mentor is Pink. The pink thing where oh, she yeah. just like flies pink, it on. Pink has worked with Kara for years on this, <laughs> yeah. on this show. So you're going to, you're in for a treat. And yeah, there's pyro. So you're, pyro. You're in for a yeah, we've got the so fire department. Glad they're letting us trapeze at this venue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The last venue, we weren't allowed to do the, yeah. the trapezing. But today, it's because the Disco yes. loadout. They're like, guys, we love the trapeze idea, but unfortunately, <laughs> the, the setup in Teardown is just uh, it's fucking with the DJ set. Yeah. We can't do it. So before I introduce you to our really beloved mascot, Chance the Snapper, well, um, okay. I have one final question for you all. I okay. like to ask every artist this before we kind love of depart. What are your in the near future? Your personal goals, but also professional goals as well. Wow. Mm. As a group or as individual? Individual, but it can obviously be group related. Um, Let me pull my journal out. Mm. Maybe let's do our professional one together. Professional one. Oh my God. Thank you. I think our Uh, professional (laughs) one as a band, I think just sustainability. I think like we want to really sustain our career in a way where it's on our terms, which it always is. And it's just like we, we want to age well. I think there's a lot of artists that struggle with that because whether they get success very early, very quickly, or they struggle to manage their, um, I want to say like artistic integrity or like, it's just like not, not letting go of like the nucleus of what makes it special. Cause Mm -hmm. like the truth of the matter is like the music industry is fucking crazy. It's a wild West. And like, I think there's a lot to get lost in. And the more we learn and meet our mentors and meet people that have written songs, I've changed our life and like have just like so much to give on perspective is, um, I mean, they just teach us like, always like stick to like your values. And one of our biggest values as a band is like, is it sustainable? Will it last? Like, is it, does it feel timeless? Does it feel like something that we'll like want to go back to in five, 10, 15 years? And I don't know, I think that's an important goal because it's very easy to get lost in like what's hot right now or what's cool or what's like what people are like magneting to. But like at the end of the day, like 
all that doesn't matter if like you're doing what you love and you have your fan base and you have your people and you just like water those flowers because it's, it's a big garden out there. But if you can focus on like your patch artistically, that's the most important thing. I think that's what I'm trying to say. A lot of artists want to fucking own the whole garden and it's, that's awesome. And like some artists get it. Coldplay, they got the garden. It's amazing. And that's a gift from the fucking universe. But like, I think what we're focusing on lately is like, if we get the garden, that's sick. I'm so stoked about it. But like, we also have to like water our beautiful patch and like that patch is where the fans are. That patch is where like our integrity is. That patch is where the energy is. Like that's where it lives. Mm -hmm. And if that's it, that's fucking amazing. So that's, that's the big picture goal. Yeah. Um, personally, I don't know, Kara. <laughs> I mean, for me, I guess I just personally am trying to remember like the small things are the things that matter to me. And like, yeah, I guess I even just look back on like certain eras of our band and I, like I was reflecting now that we do like VIP packages and stuff, like we used to go to the merch table and talk to fans for like two hours after every show, every single show. And like, it was something we loved doing. And I had this realization yesterday, like we won't get to do that anymore. You know what I mean? Because either you're playing it, like the only opening slots, like we would be aiming for in the future would be amphitheaters and arenas. And then the venues that were playing right now are, you know, venues that you would probably do like a VIP package. So then I'm just like, that's so sad. I didn't know, you know, it's like, it's like that meme where it's like, Oh, one day you just like stop playing outside. And it was the last time that you played outside and like, it's so sad. So I just want to remember that like, there will be a last time that we'll be doing stuff as a band. And like, I really want to like, treasure those moments and like obviously not live in the past but just like know that you know even right now this is something that I'll look back on and be like wow that was so special and such a good memory and like yeah just not taking it for granted and like being like oh I'm so tired though like I'm so tired I'm so hungry like haven't eaten yet today like you know what I mean like that does not matter like we're here we're now we're living the dream so like just be in the now I should be a motivational speaker. Be in the night analogy though. I mean, I was going to say, I want to be more like present and live in the moment, but that's the best way to say it, honestly. Uh, Cause it's true. You never know. Like when it's your last time with anything, like last time you're going to play outside this and that, you know, like I really, really like that. So I'm going to double down on that with you. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think mine is like similar, but I think I want to like balance out my experience bucket more. I think, what I was talking about earlier, I think I also, I get so focused on like watering the garden and like tending to the garden that I forget that like the ocean exists and like the desert exists and the the rest of the world exists. So, and that fuels the writing a lot. So I think I'm focusing more on like, cause like when you start out in a band, it's like, it's like you're in a van and you're like in your head, you're like, okay, well like, hopefully if this works, like maybe we'll play like arenas one day. We'll do like crazy (laughs) shit one day. And like, you're just so focused on like the last thing that will like give you that satisfaction, which it won't. 
reality check, it won't. Because yeah. we've played in arenas and stuff. It, it Nothing changes. You'll still walk off stage and have the same shit in your head that you need to deal with. So it's like, I think I'm just dealing with like more like experience-based living. I think like I'm in Boston. I should enjoy being in Boston. I should live. I should go to the park. I should do normal human shit because that shit will fuel the next song that I write. That's going to like feel so good because it's going to have so much real life in it. And yeah, I think just like balancing out my job with my, my experiences. Cause like, I don't know, you just get very caught up in like the day to day of like being an artist, which like is not the most inspiring thing in the world. Like today it's sick. Cause we have guitar hero in the green room, <laughs> but most of the time I'm staring at like a cement wall yeah. and then, you know, People are like, hey, you inspired you writing? I'm like, I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> totally, like, I got, I got a lot of songs. I got a lot of songs. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you got you to gotta live. You got to like sometimes open the gate to the garden. Yeah, I just want to explore Sometimes you got to eat the crops at the garden. Eat the crops, baby. Hey, yo, that's Not the, the mushrooms, though. Those are <laughs> well, bad. Depends no, on the day. Definitely the depends on the day. Rob's in his farmer good song. bag right now. I'm in my farmer bag. Okay, that's mine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would say mine's very similar. Like, I think... I think it's something I've been working on my whole life, but just like balance. I'm a very like hyper-focused type of person. It's like, I'm very obsessive. Mm. Luckily I'm not addictive, but I am obsessive. So it's like, it, go, it comes in phases, but like I have a really hard time if I just like not focusing on something. Like if I, if I um, have a song to finish or something, it's like, I literally just cannot do anything because I'm just in the back of my head. I'm just like thinking, okay, I got to finish this, finish this. Or if it's like literally anything like sending a text, like it's, it's like everything, you know, I'm very obsessive. And I think there's a lot of good things that come out of that, but there's also like, just like, uh, a reality to, um, like balancing that. Yeah. So something I've been working really hard on is like, I have like a morning and night routine for this tour because we finally have like an actual schedule, like, cause we're on a bus tour and you know, we show up, at relatively the same time every morning in the different city. And it's like, I can do a morning routine. We have green rooms that are like bigger now. Like it's, it, it's sort of manageable to do it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just like working really hard on just like being doing like the human things that like you're supposed to do, you know what I mean? So that I can, uh, just like have something that is consistent throughout my day to like ground me and I feel like that little trickle down with like anxiety and like everything else that comes with like the human experience. Um, so yeah, it's like, it's more logistical right now yeah. to feed the emotional goals. You that's know huge I mean? though. Yeah. And Hey, one yeah. might even say that's the fruits of your labor. Also, you now have the opportunity Thank to you, yes. be able to mix in mm-hmm. the, the intro outro, like <laughs> things you got to do yeah. before you actually oh, yeah. are working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great. Well, Valley, this has been wonderful chatting with you. Thank also, you. Like, super insightful. You guys are really like cool vibes. Oh, thank oh, you. Thanks.